This is no April Fool's joke. Our March membership campaign was so successful that we're extending it through the entire month of April. Enjoy 50% off the regular monthly or annual membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING, one word, to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING to receive 50% off. Thank you. It's April 19th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Kenya's The Nation reports that thousands of residents fled Sudan's capital on Wednesday as fighting between the army and paramilitaries, which has killed around 200 people, raged for a fifth day after a 24-hour truce collapsed. Civilians huddled in their homes were becoming increasingly desperate, with dwindling food supplies, power outages, and a lack of running water. Their hopes of being evacuated were dashed on Tuesday, when a 24-hour humanitarian ceasefire collapsed within minutes of its proposed start. After the truce collapsed, the army accused the rebel militia of failing to commit to it, and of continuing skirmishes around the army headquarters and the airport. The RSF, in turn, accused the army of committing violations and breaching the ceasefire by launching sporadic attacks on its forces and bases around the capital. The fighting has left at least 185 people dead and more than 1,800 injured, according to the United Nations. South Korea might extend its support for Ukraine beyond humanitarian and economic aid, if it comes under a large-scale civilian attack, President Yoon Suk-yul said, signaling a shift in his stance against arming Ukraine for the first time, according to an exclusive report from Reuters. In an interview with Reuters ahead of his state visit to the United States next week, Yoon said his government has been exploring how to defend and rebuild Ukraine, just as South Korea received international assistance during the 1950-53 Korean War. It was the first time that Seoul suggested a willingness to provide weapons to Ukraine, more than a year after ruling out the possibility of lethal aid. According to the New York Times, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is scheduled to meet with officials in Sweden on Wednesday and then will lead an international meeting in Germany on Friday to coordinate aid to Ukraine as Kyiv presses for more weapons to fight Russian invaders in advance of an offensive that Ukrainian and Western officials say is in the offing. President Vladimir Zelensky expressed frustration on Sunday over the delays in getting more arms to Ukraine's forces, which have been in pitched battle against its outsized opponent for more than a year. The eastern city of Bakhmut, where fighting has raged for 10 months, has been a particularly bloody battleground for both sides. Mr. Austin met on Monday with the British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace in Washington. Mr. Wallace projected optimism about Ukraine's battlefield momentum 
but cautioned that the war was likely to endure into next year. Mr. Austin is scheduled to meet with his Swedish counterpart, Pal Johnson, on Wednesday. The Pentagon said the discussions would include security-related topics of mutual interest and delivering more arms to Ukraine. Elsewhere, according to Politico, Poland struck a compromise on Tuesday to resume the transit of Ukrainian farm products across its territory to other countries, de-escalating a row that blew up last weekend when Warsaw slapped a unilateral ban on all food imports. The Polish ban last Saturday came in response to protests by farmers hit by a supply glut that followed Russia's full-scale evasion of Ukraine in February 2022 and subsequent blockade of the Black Sea export route. Hungary and Slovakia quickly followed suit, while Bulgaria and Romania have been considering similar measures as well. We managed to come up with mechanisms to ensure that not a single ton of Ukrainian product will stay in Poland, that the goods will be transported through Poland, further into Europe or to Polish ports on the Baltic Sea, Agriculture Minister Robert Tellis told a press conference after talks with Ukrainian officials in Warsaw. Tellis said the transit restrictions would be lifted on Thursday night. The New York Times reports that Fox News abruptly agreed on Tuesday to pay $787.5 million to resolve a defamation suit filed by Dominion Voting Systems over the network's promotion of misinformation about the 2020 election, averting a lengthy and embarrassing trial just as a packed courtroom was seated in anticipation of hearing opening statements. The settlement, one of the largest ever in a defamation case, was the latest extraordinary twist in a case that has been full of remarkable disclosures that expose the inner workings of the most powerful voice in conservative news. In addition to the huge financial price, Dominion exacted a difficult admission from Fox News, which acknowledged in a statement that certain claims it made about Dominion were false. The settlement spares Fox a trial that would have gone on for weeks and put many of the company's most prominent figures, from the media mogul Rupert Murdoch to hosts like Tucker Carlson and Maria Bartiromo, on the stand. The Washington Post continues its analysis of the leaked intelligence documents. The latest report reveals that the Chinese military could soon deploy a high-altitude spy drone that travels at least three times the speed of sound, according to a leaked U.S. military assessment, a development that would dramatically strengthen China's ability to conduct surveillance operations. A secret document from the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency which has not previously been reported, shows the Chinese military is making technological advances that could help it target American warships around Taiwan and military bases in the region. The document features satellite imagery dated August 9th that shows two WZ-8 rocket-propelled reconnaissance drones at an airbase in eastern China about 350 miles inland from Shanghai. The Defense Department declined to comment. China's Ministry of National Defense did not respond to a faxed request for comment. The Straits Times reports that the World Health Organization on Tuesday warned the COVID-19 pandemic was still volatile, 
saying there could be further trouble before the virus settles into a predictable pattern. In the last 28 days, more than 23,000 deaths and 3 million new cases have been reported to the WHO in the context of much reduced testing. While the numbers are decreasing, that's still a lot of people dying, and that's still a lot of people getting sick, WHO Health Emergencies Program Director Michael Ryan told a press conference. He said respiratory viruses do not pass from a pandemic to an endemic phase, but instead move to low levels of activity with potentially seasonal epidemic peaks. We don't turn off the pandemic switch, said Dr. Ryan. It is much more likely that we're going to see a bumpy road to a more predictable pattern. The WHO's Emergency Committee on COVID-19 meets every three months and is due to assemble in early May. In lighter news from the UPI, a group of 101 skydivers over the age of 60 gathered in California to create formations in midair and break two world records. The Skydivers Over 60 group, which organized the attempt at Skydive Paris, said the 101 jumpers successfully formed a snowflake formation on their fourth attempt. The previous record was set by a group of 75 skydivers over the age of 60 in Illinois in 2018. The California group previously attempted the record in 2022, but members were unable to perfect the formation before poor weather scuttled further attempts. Dan Brodsky-Chenfeld, organizer of the skydiving team, said records from the event are being submitted to Guinness World Records for official certification. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.